Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, welcoming you to Shear Jeshub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Now, let's rejoin my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, in his Sunday sermon from the Heavenly Authority series on Gideon, taken from the book of Judges, chapter 6. Then it says in verse 14, after Gideon asks these questions, these very human questions we all ask, then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? He doesn't debate with Gideon why. Well, this happened because of this, and this happened because of that. He just gives him the answer. You're going to go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel. I'm going to save the Israelites using you, Gideon. It's going to happen right now. Have I not sent you? He gives him the immediate solution, showing himself that he is a delivering God. The Lord turned. You see how it's gone from the voice of the angel of the Lord to the Lord Yahweh. This is one of those scriptures that are used to say the angel of the Lord uh, perhaps is Jesus himself before he's incarnated. Certainly, the word coming down right now through this angel is as the Lord himself speaking in the first person to Gideon. Go in this might of yours. There's a personal presence of God. God is personally calling Gideon as he personally called Moses, as he personally called Joshua, as he deals with the individuals. Individuals are called by God, and we've spoken about that. And the call, the command, go in this might of yours. God has given Gideon strength, and he's going to use that strength to answer the prayer and answer the questions. And if we focus too much on our situations, if we look too much on the problem that's around us, if we focus too much on the Midianites, we may never hear God telling us how he's going to use us to solve the problem. He can have a solution using each one of us. But if we get too depressed and say, look at all the Midianites, look what they've done. We're going to have to run to the hills again. We'll never hear the voice of God telling us the call that he has for each. Go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? You think today, we talked last time when we had the water baptisms about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to read one section again in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he, Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, they were to wait, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For truly, John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Listen to this. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem 
and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That is the might and the power of the Holy Spirit promised to believers. We're to wait for that power and then we're to go when we receive that power and make disciples of all nations. The church is to have power and might and strength from the Holy Spirit to work and to go. Go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel. But do we see too much of the Midianites that we forget the power that the Lord has placed in our hands? Do we squander the opportunities that he gives us? Are we weak with the smite that he gives us? Are we weak with the power that he gives us? The church is supposed to be powerful in bringing forth the gospel of Jesus Christ and going forth and destroying the Midianites and those who would oppress. And I'm speaking in the spiritual sense. But are we weak in that power? Do we squander the opportunities? The angel here speaks about a specific endowment that's been given to Gideon, a strength supernaturally given to him to deliver his people. But remember the New Testament, every believer in Jesus Christ is promised gifts and power from the Holy Spirit that can do a work, that can bring deliverance. Go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hands of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? That's the way most of the manuscripts translated. The NIV will say, am I not sending you? And it very well could be when he says, have I not sent you? That Gideon had a sense of his place and his purpose in God's plan even before the angel came and sat under the terebin tree. I believe deep down each disciple, each believer in Jesus has an idea what the Lord wants him or her to do specifically in his service, in their hearts. There's a sense that we have when we get born again, we're saved. The Lord places it inside of us as a seed to know there's something I want you to do. And we'll see from Gideon that he'll confirm the call in many ways, even as he's doing with the angel here. So that if we really desire to know if that sense we have is from God, if this is really what he wants us to do, is this what you really call me to do, Lord? If we want to know it, we will know it. God will communicate with his people. He'll give us that sense in our hearts of what we're supposed to do for him, and he'll confirm it. He'll make it clear if we desire to want to know and to be obedient to do it. You cannot do more than what God has called you to do. But you must do no less. We must be obedient to his call. And no one just takes a position of service upon themselves. We have to know, as Gideon needs to know, that the call is from God. And yet in the New Testament, God gives all his people power for service and the heart and mind to know what each as what Paul says, part of a body. Every cell in the body has a purpose, right? Every part of the body, you can't do without part of your body. Well, each individual in Christ Jesus is part of the body. And God tells his people, he gives his people power 
for service, and a heart and mind to know what each one is to do for him. And we'll see that he answers the doubts and he makes clear the mission. Have I not sent you? One question we can ask ourselves today, what has God clearly spoken to our hearts that he wants for each one of us? What has God told you? Since you've been a believer, in your heart, what has God told you? What has he put in your heart that he wants you to do? And from your reading of the scriptures and by the revelation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, what is the blueprint that he has for your life? There's a plan and purpose for every individual. He has a blueprint for you. What has he sent you to do? And have you been obedient? These are questions we need to ask ourselves. Verse 15, So he said to him, O my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And you see the humility of Gideon. You, you think back to Moses in Exodus 3.11, when Moses says, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? True humility, not false humility, which is important to leadership. He's least in his father's house. And sometimes we're going to see the information about his father's house. It's not a bad thing to be least when you consider the way Gideon's household is being run. And the way we see ourselves, the way men might see us, we might be last. But the way God sees us, we might be first in his sight, even as David would be the first of Jesse's children in God's sight. Verse 16, And the Lord said to him, uh, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. And again the answer, just as the answer to Moses in Exodus 3.12, Surely I will be with you. It's not based on Moses. It's not based on Gideon. It's not based on how strong they are, though God has given him strength that he's not aware of. It's based on God. He says, I will be with you. I surely will be with you. And you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. All those people, all that multitude, that number as much as the locusts, when they come upon the land to you, because I'm with you, says the Lord, it's going to be like one guy, one man, and you're going to defeat him. Then he said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. And Gideon, he's humble and he's respectful, yet he doesn't want to be deceived. He wants to know that this is the word of Yahweh God. And you see here developed an important attitude of Gideon. If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. He's respectful, he's believing what God can do, but he has an important attitude of wanting to double check, of care, of concern, of watchfulness, of maturity. He wants to make sure, he wants to lock it down, that it's not his imagination, it's not just some guy that's come and sat under the terebinth tree giving him words. You don't want to just run off after any word somebody speaks to you. He wants to make sure this is of God. Someone else might be saying, gee, he said I'm a mighty man of valor, hey, and be so caught up in themselves they don't say, look, let me double check that it's from God. Doubt and fear and unbelief is not of God. 
But care and caution and maturity and watchfulness is of God. He wants to do God's work. He wants to do what God's called him to do. He just wants to make sure it's from God. And it's all too easy for Satan to manipulate us, to use our egos to lead us off into some unscriptural direction, or maybe not even an unscriptural direction, but by our imagination, we go off in something not ordained by God to do. That's ordained for someone else to do. And we need to have the same sensitivity of Gideon to the call to be respectful to what we hear, what the Lord's put on our hearts, but desiring with all our hearts to know for sure that it's from God. If I have found favor, O oh Lord, show me a sign that it is you. Let me know, God, it is you. And he doesn't test God to say, well, if you're really there, God, sarcastically, but he tests to make sure that this is God's word being spoken to him. And we'll pick it up there next time, Lord willing. Father, we thank you for your holy scriptures. Dear God, we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, that what you call us to do, we too would be obedient. Father God, that we would seek you with all our hearts, that we would open our hearts and minds to receive your word, your personal call for the blueprint you have for us. Lord, that we would not be conceited, that we would not be deceived, but that we would test the things you show us, that we would check and double check that it's from you, and then that we would go in the might of your power, obedient unto your word, in Christ Jesus' name, amen. If you have any questions, please write to us at Shir Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. May our Lord Jesus richly bless you as you serve him.